the Golden West Radio Network presents Crisis. Police Department, Tally speaking. Leon? Yeah? Who's this? Ben Benson. Leon, I've had it with you and your one-armed police force. Oh, wow. What's the matter? Now, you know that new pickup I bought? Yeah? Well, I took it up to Benning Fartumi this morning to do a little hunting. When I came back, somebody smashed it all to pieces. Broke every piece of glass on it. Slashed the tires. Even ripped out my CB radio. They just demolished it. I just got back down to a phone. I don't mind telling you I'm ready to put a bullet in the first Okay, song. All right. Now, now, wait a minute, Ben. Let me write this all down. Write it now, wh- down? That's the trouble with you, Leon. You're a great paper pusher, but you let these gangs of hopped-up hoodlums run around Kaiserville free as the wind. You can't even nail one of them. Ben, Ben, if you'll just simmer down for a minute and let me get some details. Now, now, where are you now? Down here at the Blue Star Inn. The fella gave me a, a lift or I'd still be up in the flats. All right, all right. Now, you stay there, and I'll send a car to pick you up. And I'll call a record to get your truck. Well, I'm not paying for it. Well, we'll figure that one out when the time comes. Listen, Leon, this isn't the first case of this happening around here. When are you going to put a stop to it? Listen, we're doing everything... Because the... you know, this is the election year, Leon. I know it. You're letting too much get by in this town, Leon. You're letting just too much get by. Kaiserville is a town that's a lot like your town. Only smaller, probably. Leon Talley, the chief of a three-man police department, has his hands full with small-time offenses. Misdemeanors, petty larceny, occasional high-speed chases when one of the good old boys gets behind the wheel after too much celebrating. But now, on the eve of an election in which he's being challenged by a sharp young candidate fresh out of an eight-year hitch in the military police, Leon faces a wave of mysterious vandalism that has Kaiserville in an uproar. The mood in Talley's office is dark when the door opens and a stranger walks in. A slender young man, bespectacled, balding, wearing dark brown jeans and a jacket to match. Yeah, what do you want? A minute of your time. Listen, I'm pretty busy at the moment, so... They really got you going, haven't they? Huh? Maybe I can be of some assistance. Yeah, well, if you're selling something, you pick the worst possible time. Oh? Well, it happens I am selling something, Chief. And I think you will buy. All right. Who are you and what's your game? Name's Yates. And my game? I came here to give you a hand. Seems like you got yourself a kind of a crime wave right in the middle of an election. And that could be bad. Mr. Yates, get to the point. The point is, you need to clean out a little refuse that's hanging around your town. And that's my specialty. I'm kind of a cleanup man. We'll be back in one minute with the first act of tonight's crisis mystery, titled, The Cleanup Man. And now, The Cleanup Man. I don't have time for games, Yates. You sure don't. you got an election coming up, and somebody's trashing your town. And the voters are demanding action. And you don't know where to turn, right? Who's saying you to see me? My, uh, honorable opponent? (laughs) Scott? No. I'm a free agent, Chief, in business for myself. Hey, business? What are you, some kind of a, a mercenary? <laughs> I've told you, I'm a cleanup man. I'm also an exterminator. I get rid of pests. All right, I don't want to hear any more. Come on, on your way, Yates. You don't seem to understand, Tally. You've got a gang of hoodlums running free around this town of yours. And 
They get bolder every job they pull because nobody's doing anything to stop them. We'll stop them. When? I don't have to answer to you, mister. Now get out of here. I really feel sorry for you, Tolly. You know that? You're a desperate man. You're in a corner. And you can't hide behind that badge much longer. All right. That did it. You want to clear out of here or do I have to lock you up? Oh, Mr. Tally. Maybe you ought to retire. Crazy. Scott, this is Chief Tally. Well, how are you, Chief? Well, I'm surprised, that's how I am. I didn't know how desperate you were to win this election. Uh, you want to let me in on what you're talking about? Yates just left. We didn't do business. Uh, Chief, have you been out in the sun too long? I don't understand a word you said. I tossed your little flunky out in his ear. And that was a pretty cheap trick to pull. Now, just a minute. Now, let me tell you something, Scott. I don't know what they taught you in the MPs, but this police department doesn't hire vigilantes to do their work for them. And if you try to turn this wave of vandalism into a political issue... All right, issue... now, hold, hold it a minute. I, I know nothing about any vigilantes. I didn't send anybody over to see you, and the vandalism has to be an issue, Chief. You can't duck it. I'm not trying to duck it. I'm trying to solve it. And I don't need your cheap tricks to get in the way. Well, I just want to help if I can. And cop the glory. Another one of your cheap shots. Now, don't be a fool, Tally. I've had training that could help in this. Listen, mister, I'm saying this one last time. Until the citizens of this town elect you their chief, you stay out of police business. Is that clear? All right, chief. You want to be the whole show? Good luck. See you at the polls. Wait a minute. Scott, come back here. Change your mind, chief? Yeah. Go ahead. Take a look around. Tell me what you think. I've already looked around. We have two car prowl suspects, both dead of one bullet wound each. By the look of the wounds, it looks like military ordnance or police. Of course, the lab will have to tell us that. You have a man hunting for the slugs. Now, wait a minute. Are you implying that our men shot these two punks? No, I just said the wounds look like they could have been made by police weapons or military. Yeah, well, what about a motive? There's a tape deck they were stealing. Nobody tried to take it from them. The car owner's in the clear, so it wasn't him. Yeah, I don't know about a motive. Unless it's your vigilante. Uh, Yates, you mean? He's not my vigilante. Well, he's not mine. 
But if he really exists, he'd be my prime suspect, if he exists. You know, Scott, this job is tough enough without you calling me a liar. All right. Let's declare a truce, Tally. I'll believe in your Yates character if you will believe I didn't send him, deal. I deal. Now, what'd he look like? Oh, about 5'9", five, 5'10", five, white, maybe 30. Thin, brown hair, wire-rimmed glasses, you know, weighs maybe uh, 150, maybe a little less. Wearing a brown jeans outfit. Okay, you better get a broadcast. I'm sorry, you probably already did that. Yeah, that's right, I probably already did. for the wicked. Police Department, Tally speaking. Good evening, Chief. Who's this talking? Yates. Yates, where are you? Phone booth. Hey, listen, are you feeling good? You ought to be. I mean, with two less vandals in town. Now listen, Yates. I need to talk to you. <laughs> you are talking to me. In person. Uh-uh. You had that chance, remember? We'll be doing all of our business on the phone from now on. Did you kill those two boys? What difference does it make who killed them? They won't be bothering anybody now. Yates, listen to me. No, you listen. There's only one way you can keep Frank Scott from winning the election. I mean, well, he's younger and he's better training. People are ready for a change. So the only way you can keep him from taking your job is... If you wipe out all the scum from every corner of your town, do you see? You don't execute a kid for swiping a stereo. You do if you want to put the fair god into his buddies. Yates, you can't set yourself up as judge and jury. You can't take justice into your own hands. Sometimes you have to. Come on in, Yates. Come on in and let's talk it over. Nope. Then what do you want? What do I want? I want to see you stay on as chief of this town. I want to see... I want to see justice done. What... What are you going to get out of it? Satisfaction. Nothing more than satisfaction. You don't have to pay me a cent. All you have to do is take credit for the zapping of the scum. And when the job's done, forget about Yates. You want me... To give you a hunting license? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, I'll be calling you from time to time with the body count. Uh, then you do your policing thing, self-defense, or whatever. And Kaiserville is clean. See you around, Chief. We'll be back with Act Two of Cleanup Man... In just a minute. And now, Act Two of Cleanup Man.
listen to the tape of that phone call? Yeah, I didn't know you taped your calls. You gonna use that against me in your campaign, Frank? No, no. Because this tape tells me who our man Yates is. And why he's doing what he's doing. Well, you recognize the voice? Yeah, partly that. And partly the way he says things. Well, well, who is he? Actually, I don't remember his name, but I remember the case. You know, I spent eight years in the military police in the army. Yeah, I read your campaign literature. Well, there was a psychopath in Vietnam. One of those kinds of young men who couldn't handle what they had to do. They killed anyone who might conceivably have been Kong. Women, children, old men, it didn't matter. They were driven to it by the Kong's own tactics, of course. Made a few guys into paranoids. To them, killing became a holy act. A sort of purification. So they invented words to use in place of kill. Words like zap. Made it much more impersonal. They thought of themselves as exterminators or cleanup men like our Yates here. But why does he have it in for you? Why, why does he want to keep you from getting my job? I think I was the officer he blames for putting a stop to his holy slaughter. You see, in his mind, anyone who opposes his version of law and order is the enemy and has to be eliminated. Stop him from carrying out his his cleanup operation, and you're his enemy, too. And, and where's he going to hit next? Hard to say. He could take it into his head to blast a jaywalker, a speeding motorist. Oh, oh, no. So I have to use your telex, if I may, Chief, and get into the military records on file in Maryland and see if I can find the name of our man. <laughs> Be my guest. Meanwhile, uh, well, you're the chief. Oddly enough, you're probably the only ally this guy thinks he has. So you're the only person in this town who... who isn't a potential target. <laughs> Police department. I drove through town a few minutes ago and saw the lights still on. What are you doing? Uh, paperwork. A lot of reports to get out when there's a killing. Uh, how come you had Scott in your office today? Scott? Yeah, he's tricky. He'll trick you if you don't watch him. I'll, I'll watch him. He just wants your job. He'll do anything to get it. Listen, Yates, I've been doing a lot of thinking about the, uh, the work you want to do. Yeah? How would it be if, uh... How would it be if you didn't zap him? What if you just maybe took him somewhere and locked him up? No. That isn't safe. Yes, it is. I could find your place somewhere out of town. You could take your prisoners there. I hmm? never take prisoners. I never take prisoners. Where did you get that idea? From Scott? No. I... Yes, you did. You wouldn't have thought of that. That's what Scott wanted me to do. You're dealing with Scott, aren't you? No, Yates. Believe me. I trusted you. I, I tried to help you. I was cleaning up your town. But you're as bad as the, the rest of the scum. Yates? Yates, listen to me. Frank Scott, please. Oh, Frank Scott at home. Well, do you know where he is? Who is this, please? Chief Tally, Mrs. Scott. I don't know where he's gone. I'm sorry. Well, look, if he comes in, have him call me here at the office. It's urgent. I'll tell him. Thank you. 
What do I do? That guy could be anywhere. Turn the light off. I see the streets deserted. Always is this time of night. It's a quiet town. It's a good town. Just a little trouble now and then. Now I've got more than I can handle. Way more than I can handle. Scott? Hello? At a police department? Answer me! Hello? Hello? Ah! Oh, it was Yates. I told him everything he wanted to know. He knows I'm here. And that I was expecting a call from Scott. I'm getting out of here. I've been out the back way. You may not know there's a back door. Okay, there's, there's nobody in the alley. Yates? I, I gotta get back inside. Oh, the key. Oh, all right, where's my key? Yates? Yates, don't do it. You, you don't have to kill me. Now, don't make me kill you. Stop, or I'm gonna shoot. I got him. He's down. Yates? You're not Yates. Oh, my God. Scott! Scott! What, what, what have I done? But, but, but that rifle... Don't try to figure it out, Chief. What were you doing? I thought you were Yates. Yeah, yeah, I know. Let me call an ambulance, Frank. Yeah. And then I'll, I'll tell you something. You can have my badge. I don't want it as much as I thought I did. No, no. You better keep it, Tally. Because they're going to see this rifle. And check ballistics. And find it's the same one that killed the boys at the lake. Y your rifle? No. No, Yates. I took it off him ten minutes ago. And used it to go hunting. For you. You... You mean... You mean it was you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. After I zapped Yates. Who was to dispute Yates shot you. I shot Yates. Didn't quite work. Why, Frank? Why would you want to kill me? Golden opportunity. Blame it on Yates, who's already dead. And I walk into your job. I don't believe that a man like you would do that. Just to be chief cop in a one-horse town. You still don't know, do you? You still don't understand cleanup men. And you've met two of us. But there's more. Someone else will get you, Tally. Because you'll always be trying to get us. You're the enemy. And we'll get you. We'll... We'll get you. 
The Cleanup Man. Tonight's tale of suspense on Crisis. In a minute, the names of tonight's players and a few scenes from next week's program. Tonight, Crisis presented The Cleanup Man. As Chief Tally, you heard Phil Harper. Playing the part of Yates was Ross Perry, and Frank Scott was Terry McManus with Al Clark and Pat French. Script and direction by Jim French. Engineering by Carney Barton. The program recorded and produced at Audio Recording Incorporated in Seattle. Join us again next week at this same time for Crisis.